0: Hey everybody and welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to another dual <laughs> episode of networking and marketing made simple and the entrepreneur rescue mission, yeah, we got we got we got the giggles today. We got the giggles today. So excited about this episode for a number of reasons. we're calling this uh, the raw and real truth. So we've done episodes like this before where we've just been very open, very transparent, very honest about things that we have heard. People say, and whether we resonate it with or not, we kind of break it down and say, Here are our thoughts about it. Because I would say the one thing for people that don't really know Nancy and I all too well, as far as on the business side of things, like we're doers. And, you know, why we love teaching what we teach is because we practice what we preach. We are not just teaching people strategies or tactics because we heard they're good, or maybe we did them at one point. We're never going to teach things that, A, we're not doing, and B, are not relevant anymore. And that's also, oh, that just came up right now. That's a, that's a trigger for me when people are teaching other people tactics that worked in 2010 and convincing people they still work in 2023 and beyond. So we're going to unveil a lot today and just be on the lookout. I know this is you know mid-December, um, but our first workshop of 2024 is on the horizon. And we love doing this workshop at the beginning of the year. Um, It's the amateur to expert uh, on LinkedIn five-day intensive. What we have found is that LinkedIn is a catalyst for all of those service professionals, business coaches, consultants that are really looking not only to drive leads, traffic, sales, email capture, It is going to be your everything, your marketing, your branding. So we do a five-day intensive to teach you how to strategize around to do all of those things. So just to get ahead of it, we're going to leave a link where you can learn more about this free five-day intensive that's happening in January just to put it out there for you guys. So, again, we know there's a lot of things going on in the beginning of the new year, so you can lock this in and you can join us. Um, But now let's get into the, the guts of the episode. So I'm actually going to turn this to Nancy because she's going to be feeding me some statements or questions or bold statements that are out there. And we're just going to have an open discussion about them because there's going to be some things that Nancy and I have uh, agreeable point of views on. But there may be some things that we may have opposing point of views on. So, Nance, why don't I uh, let you take the reins now?
1: All right. I'm excited about this because, you know, I'm just going to be firing a few things at Scott, right? You know, it might be a statement. It might be something that I know triggers him. So I just want him to like kind of share his thoughts on it. So is this like um, a
0: trigger warning episode?
1: No, no. It's just things that like, you know, kind of like, I guess, grind your gears maybe, you know, mine too, but we're going to kind of throw it out there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start. First, right with a statement that you know I've kind of been hearing lately, where people um, say that your business uh, needs to be in alignment, you know, with uh, p- feeling peaceful all the time, and that has to be energetically right. So, Scott, I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. Knowing and growing businesses, you know, obviously experiencing all the ups and downs that comes along with that. But what are your thoughts? And you know, for those of you watching the video, I just threw the. Word words up on the screen, but what do you feel about the people who say they want to run a business that's peaceful and energetically right all the time?
0: Well, here's what I'll say is I, I agree that you want to have a business that is full of peace, abundance, all those things. Now, uh i like if you're not watching this on youtube nancy put the uh word energetically in quotes so here's the thing it it brings up a sub question which is what energetically should feel good or what type of energy are we talking about because here's the th- yeah
1: I was going to say, I just want to share my opinion so bad. Like, All right, go ahead.
0: I I mean, I know what mine is, but go go ahead.
1: Well, you can totally. Okay. I just feel like, come on, (laughs) growing a business, you're going to have days where you were literally pulling your hair out. Guys, growing a business is not always energetically right all the time. It's impossible, right? We can strive to create a business that gives us more ease and more reoccurring income and all that, those wonderful things. In fact, that's what we teach people, but- We have to understand that there are days and especially when we're learning new things, it's going to feel uncomfortable. So honestly, like this one for me, I guess maybe it's a little more triggering (laughs) than not just because of all the ups and downs and the moments that I was on the floor screaming and begging, you know, for things to work, you know, whenever I first started my business, um, it's not always going to feel peaceful and it's not always going to feel energetically right all the time. And there are days that you're going to have to peel your ass out of bed and you're going to have to get focused, even though you find it really hard to do that. Uh, and you got to get focused and you got to get motivated and you got to get shit done. So
0: that's my piece. All right, so this is a an explicit episode, so I'll make sure to mark that down uh, when I do uh, in, in the upload process. So anyway, so my whole thing is this: what the 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 thought, and I guess the quote of energetically right at all all the time. You know what that means to me? That um our business does feel energetically right all the time because that energy is correlated to growth in our business. Meaning when something is energetically right, there's gonna be times where it feels great. There's gonna, feel, there's gonna be times where it feels like shit. There's gonna be times where you're overwhelmed. There's gonna be times where you're gonna be like, why am I doing this? I just wanna quit. I wanna bury my head in the sand. So when something is energetically right all the time, that energy is gonna be different. It's sometimes going to be positive energy. It may be negative energy. It may be overwhelming energy or abundant energy. So to me, when something is energetically right all the time, it is just like what uh, Darren Hardy talks about in the entrepreneur roller coaster. It's ups, downs, twists, and turns. It is not a straight line. So if you think that it's going to be sunshine and rainbows every single day, just remember, if you're seeing that on social media from certain influences that you're following, you have to understand that social media is a facade. People are showing you what they want to show you, but understand if you're feeling good, sometimes, if you're questioning things, sometimes that is normal. That is normal energy when you're growing a business. Next,
1: Yep. Next. Okay. So the next topic or the next statement I'm going to say is, what do you feel about all those claims where people are saying you can be an overnight success, be a millionaire in 30 days, you know, make six figures in a weekend. It's like yep. all that kind of stuff. Get rich uh, quick.
0: Bullshit. Next question. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's uh, like you're, you're, you're playing the lottery. So a, a, like, honestly, anyone that falls for that, here's the thing. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm saying this with love. If you're falling for that type of shit, if you're falling for the six figures in six weeks, the six figures in six months, million dollars in twelve months, uh, you, you have to do some business uh, reevaluation. Because if if you're if you're gonna jump and try to catch any carrot that's being dangled in front of you, that's not what makes a great entrepreneur. Um, now, fast growth is possible when it's done the right way in the streamline so you know we've had people in our mastermind literally five and six x their their revenue in 12 months because they've taken clear action but if you think you're just going to buy some online course that teaches you how to make a million dollars in 12 months i'm sorry it's if it sounds too good to be true it most likely is
1: yeah and just you know just to top that off is you know like scott said fast growth is possible when you focus on the right things and you stay consistent, right? You know, so you can grow right quicker than you know, obviously usual. But you got to be make sure that you're um, focusing on the right things. Yeah. All right. So next question, or next actually statement, I just want to see where you go with this one. So obviously, I'm big into marketing. Obviously, you are into why, sales why, marketing as I, well. I'm
0: going to read it. I'm going to read it, and you take this one first because this, okay. this is a trigger for you. So the the statement that you hear people say all the time is. You don't need to niche down. It's not important. Nance, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Ah, yes, you do. <laughs> right. Everyone does. And in fact, you know, in the upcoming year, I'm going to. a line in the sand that you know it's a big thing uh in fact for 2024 and for everyone in marketing and everyone out there you know if you are just getting started building a personal brand or building and growing your business online uh it's more important than ever to niche right the the (laughs) communication the social media everything is becoming more and more saturated so you need to find your people and by spreading a blanketed message like hey i help everyone you're ultimately gonna help no one, right? There's no way to differentiate yourself. But when you're able to niche down, and whenever I say niche down, that's to get specific on who and how exactly you are helping people. You know, For example, if you're a nutritional coach and you work with everyone, that's gonna get kind of lost in the noise. But if you're a nutritional coach who specializes in working with people who have autoimmune disorders, specifically Hashimoto's, that's gonna be a lot more effective. And guess what? It makes your marketing efforts a lot easier. Uh, It makes actually like finding out where these people are hanging out much easier. It makes your content creation much easier. It it literally is that trickle down effect and it is so incredibly important. So yes, I will say it again and again. I totally disagree uh, with people who say you're gonna niche yourself out of business or it's not important to niche. Now, I will say if you are just getting started and you haven't quite found that niche or you're not super, super sure, start somewhere. Okay. You know, if you were to write a book or start a podcast, what industry, like just what are you helping people do? Right. And it's, it's very simple. You're helping people either make money. In fact, Donald Miller says you're either helping people strive, uh, survive or thrive, <laughs> strive, survive, thrive, something like that. Anyway, anything else to note on that one, Scott?
0: No, I, I mean, again, I think you clarified it very, very well in the very beginning. Uh, it's okay to go wide with what you're looking to do. And then as you start getting some traction, as you start generating some sales and clients, then you can kind of see what reoccurring theme is there as far as industry or profession. So then you can start having some more clear strategy and tactics of who you're marketing to and niche yourself down that way. So um, yeah, that's, that's all I got to say about that.
1: Um, all right. Okay. Okay. Um- this one is for you. Okay. So oh, how do you feel? Okay. Because of course there's two sides of the table, uh, but selling advice or being a coach or a consultant for things that you haven't done, basically the fake it till you make it type concept. What are your thoughts there?
0: Well, uh, in, in my honest opinion, you end up being a walking contradiction because how can you be a money mindset coach? If you have a bad money mindset and you're broke, I mean, that's like a jumbo shrimp. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and that's so, I, I mean, the, the conversation came up um, when Nancy and I were in the green room together before we started this today is I, I then posed the question to her, a sub question. I said, Nancy, what about the person who decides to get a certification in law of attraction or business coaching or leadership coaching, but has never been in a leadership role, has never done really business coaching or has never uh attracted anything into their life and business they just got the certification now again i can compare this to when i was a personal trainer right so when i got certified to be a personal trainer um i actually started training before i got certified but then i got my certification and you know make sure that i i had the you know credibility so to speak uh, and I was practicing what I was preaching and I got better over time and I really honed my skill. So, um, you know, as I'm saying it out loud, yes. Can someone improve after getting that certification? Um, you know, the more clients they work with, the more people they work with. Can they be a better leadership coach, business coach, you know, NLP practitioner, law of attraction? Yes, 100 uh, percent. But here's the thing. Uh, the The original statement that I made is you know, you can't be a money mindset coach if you have a bad money mindset and you're broke. You can't be a business coach that teaches people how to grow and scale a business if you've never grown and scaled a business. You can't be a LinkedIn coach that's teaching people how to crush it on LinkedIn if you're not crushing it on LinkedIn. So I think there's two sides to the coin. There's a difference between being certified and, you know, getting a certification that's accredited compared to you just saying, you know what, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to teach this because, you know, I I see other people doing it. You can't teach what you haven't done yourself.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I was going to say like, you know, all the time I I hear the word and it's interesting, right? We have people who are very Uh, skilled and they're experts in a certain area and after years of doing something they even feel like they have imposter syndrome right putting themselves out there you know helping people that's one thing right where we have imposter syndrome sometimes like who am i but really we need to like pull ourselves up and know that we really have to you know obviously get it out there and teach that um, but then the other side of it is, oh, oh, I don't really feel comfortable with this and I shouldn't really be teaching this because I don't really know enough about it. right? If it feels icky and you're like, oh, if somebody gets on the phone with me and like, oh, they want to hire me like to help them build their business and I'm like, oh, I'm not really feeling great about this. Guys, put the put, hit the pause button and make sure you know what the heck you're doing Um, and make sure that you know that you can deliver value and results to the people that are hiring you. Like, I think often, too, what trap people fall into is, is maybe they hire a coach or a consultant and they think it's so cool that they just want to do the same thing, right? Like, oh, this person really helped me with my mindset. And then they want to just go and do it. Because they had one experience without any certification, any training, or any experience, right? So we have to make sure that we are, um, you know, setting our clients up for success and ourselves up for success to deliver the most value possible. So again, I think it's important that if you do decide I want to be an expert in this area, it better be something that you know, right, and that you can jump on stage and speak about and teach about. Uh, and obviously, again, like I said, deliver the value. OK, so next topic, um, let me throw in here. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, here we go. This one is such a trigger for me. Uh, people who say you don't need to learn how to use software or certain tools in your business, Um, just outsource it.
0: I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, so here's the thing. Why this is a trigger for me is because you see uh, certain, uh, I would say, influencers or business professionals or coaches and consultants that maybe start something, uh, whether it be a coaching program, a mastermind, whatever it is, and they're starting from a, a much different financial position than than other people maybe they did something else in business that afforded them you know really really good income from the get go where they had a lot of money to outsource and invest out meaning um they really didn't want to learn how to do it they didn't need to learn how to do it because they had the money to hire it out and the mistake there is that that's a very, very small percentage of people that actually go that route. The traditional route that people go down and should go down is getting your feet wet, you know, getting yourself in the trenches, learning it yourself. Because what happens is for the person that never really had to do it themselves, they never learned how to set up an email sequence or their sales funnel or an aspect of their business. They didn't learn how to use Kajabi or Kartra or any sort of software like that where it's been just outsourced you're actually hurting your relatability more than benefiting it meaning so when you're you know teaching you know what you've done in business and you're you can't really speak to it you know because you can't expect people that are in specific arenas and i would say positions or levels in their business that aren't at that monetary level where they can't afford to hire a marketing company for twenty thousand dollars a month to do everything for them. So there's a there's a huge advantage to actually learning it yourself. And for me, there's there's two key reasons and then Nance, I want to hear your thoughts. The first reason is, God forbid, when you do start to scale and outsource, if something happens to a team member where you have to jump in, you can. You can jump in and take care of maybe the thing that they couldn't do, which you and I have both done. There's been there's been times where we've had to jump in and do certain somethings. The other thing is it takes your relatability to the next level. when When you learn how to do something on the back end of your business, you become a much more valuable asset to other people around you because you can actually speak to it. It makes you more credible. That is not saying I'm I'm not saying that if you don't know how to do those things, that you're not a credible person. But what I am saying is you really become a better business owner and business professional the more you know how to do within your business.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I know you mentioned a couple of times, like, I mean, even if you're not like a business coach, for example, or a strategist or you're teaching other people how to build and grow a business, um, I actually listened to a podcast episode uh, by Brendan Burchard. He actually has a new marketing uh, podcast that I've been kind of listening to. And I really appreciated. He did one whole episode on the importance of, you know, leaning into the uncomfortable whenever you need to learn new things for your business and he explained that look you know yes i'm a you know multi million dollar plus you know business owner at this point but you know don't think that i didn't sit down for hours and have to learn all the basics in my business you know how to use kajabi which is what he's using you know behind the scenes for an all in one platform you know to sit down and learn his email service provider to sit down and learn how to make sales pages and sales funnels and he said you know what He said, did I want to poke my eyeballs out? Yeah. (laughs) Did it feel really uncomfortable because I was learning something new? Yeah. He said, but it made me so much more empowered as a leader, as a coach, as a consultant, because he didn't have to wait for other people. You know, he felt empowered that he could go in and he could run his own darn business. Like he didn't have to like pay someone X, Y, Z. And he wasn't shackled by waiting for someone else to help him jump in and do it. And he goes, you know, I can't tell you how many coaches and consultants are just so disempowered because they'll keep reaching out to even his own marketing firm. And they're like, Hey, I need help doing this, but I don't know how this works. And when you don't know how things work, it is a much harder uphill battle. Okay. And so always, I mean, I would say phases, right. Phase one is learn. Okay. Spend some time, learn it. Number two, after learning it and you got it down and you can do it yourself, then outsource it, okay? Because, again, if you don't give your team proper expectations, if you don't know what the expectations are, things go crazy really quick. And I'm just going to say this really quick because in yeah. my first business, right, I ran a a uh, remote, remotely run house cleaning business, right? Ran it from my phone. It was really cool. It was a local business. And I remember meeting with my first business mentor and he said, Nancy, get your hands dirty. You have got to get in there. You have to know what to expect. You've got to know, you know, how to lead you. You know, it's it's really going to do so many things. It's going to help you work with clients better, make better decisions, better to lead your team, so on and so forth. So I did, I got my hands dirty. I got in there and I knew the expectations, So when someone started complaining or saying, oh, it took this long or that long, I felt confident in what that looked like. Now, you know, hiring a team and getting things done, actually put time estimates next to things. Don't tell me it's going to take you 20 hours to make one week of content. Like I know down to a science how long that's going to take. So it is so incredibly important in the long run uh, and the short run for you to definitely learn and embrace learning. It's phase one.
0: Well, before you bring up the next point, I, I, I love that analogy. Learn, do, outsource. That is your flow. Learn it, do it, outsource it. Nance, what's the next point?
1: I love it. All right. So this one I know is a big trigger for you. So
0: awesome.
1: Throw this up here. You. This is all you.
0: Oh God all right, we're gonna okay, finish. Long... We're, we're, we''re we're gonna finish with this we're gonna finish this one we're gonna we're gonna because we have a, a, a lot more to get into but we're gonna finish with this one so
1: uh, so I'll read it right so it's long <laughs> log posts on social media
0: oh my God um <laughs> I don't get it and and here's what I don't get um who's really taking the time to read all that number one. Number two, like I, I don't understand where are these people getting all this content and information to write these 18 paragraph long drunkalog posts every day? Like, I mean, it's all, I, I believe in vulnerability. I believe in sharing value. But when that thing is like seventeen paragraphs long, I I, I understand what they're, they're learning it from somewhere. They're they're learning it from some coach or someone is teaching them like you know just be fully transparent, be so open, so vulnerable, just share everything, just pour yourself out there. Like I I I get it, but I don't get it because there are are you know sometimes the most powerful statements and the best ways to leave people is with just a couple sentences that that really just strikes a chord you leave people better you get them thinking but i don't know i i think for me nance it's i respect people's time so much that <laughs> no no I, i'm not i'm being i'm being serious yeah yeah I, I i respect people's time so much that i would almost feel kind of guilty if someone had to sit there and read <laughs> for eight or nine minutes, this long drunk log vulnerable. And, and it's, it's crazy to me because I see it from like the same people and I've never seen so many different vulnerable shares. I'm like, man, this person has been through so much, meaning like it's just vulnerable share after vulnerable share after vulnerable share. And, and I know, again, it's a, it's a sales tactic. It's a tactic to create relatability between you and the potential customer, the end buyer, but it, for me, I just feel like that was popular. I think maybe three or four years ago, you you, you used to see it on Instagram a lot. i I don't know. I, I think I would also like the opinion of the the user side, like, do these people really read all those people's, you know posts?
1: yeah, I mean, well, I, I I see it from two sides, right? You know, is there a better way to go about it? Yes, I feel like if you're gonna write stuff that is that long, I mean, and we're not just talking guys, we're not talking about three paragraphs. We're talking about like the they're using all the characters, right? You know, it's like a journal post. um, you know that's a great idea for a video, right? If you're sharing something that's on your heart, that's related or relevant to something that's going on in your business, or you really want to share it with people and you think that they'll get value, you know, from it, jump on and maybe do a video. Uh, You know, maybe it's something that can be turned into a blog post or something like that. Because again, I do feel uh, that maybe there are people who maybe need to hear that message, you know, depending on what it is. Now, if the message is just you going on and on about yourself, and it's just like, well, I this and I that, and here's how I, 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 then I, I do think also you need to hit the pause button and make sure that you're writing stuff that is for, you know, your audience and obviously is, you know, going through the filters of what you should be putting out there. But I do think it's important to tell stories. I think it's important to, you know, for relatability, to share certain things. Um, you know, I do think that that all is on all you know, super important. But when you're sharing like a journal entry every day, that's like 10, 15 paragraphs long. And it's just one simple post, you know, I think there's better ways to go about it. And like Scott said, at one point that was in style or that was, you know, the jam, um, but not so much anymore.
0: And again, like do do some people engage with it? Sure. I don't, I would rather just, I would just rather see like, if someone's going to write that much, just do a video it will connect better that way because you're you're talking directly to the person it's just a sales tactic but here's the thing like i think the the last thing i'm going to say to this point is when you see like those drunk log posts every day like I, I don't know i just think people on on the creator side of things nance i feel like people could be spending their time in more constructive ways than mm-hmm. No, I'm, well, I'm being serious. I just, my,
1: my, my counter to that though, it, it does depend on what it is, you know, because I've, I've no, definitely I, I get it. Things that people have shared and I've been like, Oh my God, thanks so much for sharing. I totally really, yeah, you but know, like when it's every but, day
0: though, like if, well, every, if every day, day and you're
1: just, yeah, pulling a bunch of stuff and it's total, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think I there's, know. I mean, potato, potato, there's a yeah. little differences here and there. So
0: again, like these were just some of the things that we wanted to talk about today, because again, there's, you know you're going to see these hot buttons being pushed all the time. And we just wanted to share our own thoughts and points of views on this stuff. So you could just be on the look at it. And, you know, again, um, we want to hear from you guys, you know, um, you know, whether you're on Spotify, you're on iTunes, whether you opened an email, like reply back to us, like, what did you take away from this episode? What are your thoughts and feelings on these little trigger topics for myself and Nancy? You know, we want to hear, hear from you. And again, if you go to the description of this episode, uh, if you want to get a, a free spot locked in for our January LinkedIn five-day intensive. Uh, We would love to see you there. So you can find the link in the description. So we hope you enjoy today's episode, love and gratitude, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, Please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotteron.net, where you can schedule a free discovery call with me, where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy, and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.